morning um getting up early in the mornings is one way to be excited about the day and uh, i am definitely enjoying uh, my new schedule which gets me up earlier in the mornings and guess what by the time you get to the middle of the day you feel like you've already accomplished a lot of things and that's a great feeling so um, this is the last day of our book um, and the book of course is start with why I have to confess that my book is still hidden somewhere in a box uh, so I've been surviving on uh, photos from Marie-Pierre every day to make sure that I don't miss anything. Um, and uh, Marie-Pierre is going to give us a, a little bit of a summary of the book before we finish this morning. So what am I, to, this morning, I'm going to start with a story. And so I uh, haven't read a story for a while. So let's, uh, let's go with this. And I want you to uh, know that the title of this section is If You Follow you, Your Why, Then Others Will Follow You. Bang! The gun fires and the race is on. The runners take off across the field. It rained the day before and the ground is still damp. The temperature is cool. It is a perfect day for running. The line of running, the line of runners quickly forms a pack. Like a school of fish, they come together as one. They move as one. The pack sets a pace to maximize their energy for the whole race. As with any race, in a short period of time, the stronger ones will start to pull ahead and the weaker ones will start to fall behind. But not Ben Komen. Ben was left behind as soon as the starter gun sounded. Ben's not the fastest runner on the team. In fact, he's the slowest. He has never won a single race the entire time he's been on the Hannah High School cross-country track team. Ben, you see, has cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy, a condition often caused by complications at birth, affects someone's movement and balance. The physical problems endure for a lifetime. Misshapen spines create a twisted posture. Muscles are often withered and motor reflexes slow. Tightness in the muscles and joints also affect balance. Those with cerebral palsy often have an unsteady gait their knees knock and their feet drag. To an outsider, they may just seem clumsy or even broken. The pack full pulls farther and farther ahead while Ben falls farther and farther behind. He slips on the wet grass and falls forward onto the soft earth. He slowly picks himself up and keeps going. Down he goes again. 
This time it hurts. He gets back up and keeps running. Ben won't quit. The pack is now out of sight, and Ben is running alone. It is quiet. He can hear his own laboured breathing. He feels lonely. He trips over his feet again, and down he goes yet another time. No matter his mental strength, there is no hiding the pain and frustration on his face. He grimaces as he uses all his energy to pull himself back to his feet to continue running. For Ben, this is part of the routine. Everyone else finishes the race in about twenty-five minutes. It usually takes Ben more than forty-five minutes. When Ben eventually crosses the line, he is in pain and he is exhausted. It took every ounce of strength he had to make it. His body is bruised and bloodied. He is covered in mud. Ben inspires us, indeed. But this is not a story of when the going gets tough, the tough get going. This is not a story of when you fall down, pick yourself up. Those are great lessons to learn, without a doubt. But we don't need Ben Coman to teach us those lessons. There are dozens of others that we can look at for that. Like an Olympic athlete, for example, who suffered an injury just months before the games, only to come back to win a medal. Ben's lesson is deeper. Something amazing happens after twenty minutes, when twenty-five minutes, when everybody else is done with their race, everyone comes back to run with Ben. Ben is the only runner who, when he falls, someone else will pick him up. Ben is the only runner who, when he finishes, has a hundred people behind him running with him. What Ben teaches us is special. When you compete against everyone else, no one else wants to help you. But when you compete against yourself, everyone wants to help you. Olympic athletes don't help each other; they're competitors. Ben starts every race with a clear sense of why he is running. He's not there to beat anybody but him. To keep running. And imagine if, in our business world, every Uh, that that would happen. Imagine if, in our business world, instead of looking to our competitors to be better, to be bigger, to be more price value, if all the time we were just looking back at how much we individually or as a company had improved, no one wants to help anybody in competition. But imagine if the greater good is at, at hand, and you just want to be better than yourself. And you know, this made me think of of Maria, obviously, because Maria, whenever she presents anything to us, who is our leader, she always makes a comparison, not against who else is in the top ten. But only against where she was this time last year or the year before. But more than that, 
Maria doesn't worry about the competition. In fact, out of all the business leaders I have met, she's the only one, as far as I know, in fact, there is one other who's now a business leader, who opens her doors to let anybody come in and see what we're doing. In the English community, we have seen that time and time again when Maria has invited other people from other organizations to come to our meetings, to participate in our training. Maria has opened the door. She wants to be better than she was before, and she wants to share that with the greater community. She doesn't look at them as competitors. She looks at them as people who can also be better than they were the year before. And that, for me, is, uh, is amazing. And um, it's something that we are extremely uh, privileged about. Imagine if we woke up every day with the sense of why we want to come to work. I, I do. I know that my why is clear. Um, my personal why is clear. But the business why for me is so clear that I want everybody to be able to save time, to save money, to eat more healthily and think of the planet. The why for our organization is so strong that the moment you get anybody to believe in it with you, they will want to be part of it. And that, for me, is the driving force that makes me want to get up in the morning. Whose lives can I change? It sounds like a cliche, but if you really say to yourself, whose lives can I change today? Isn't that an amazing driving force to make you want to go to work? We want to work with people who believe in what we believe in and believe that we can help them. If all industry operated like this, starting with why, imagine what a fantastic world would be. it would be that everybody would be working for the greater good, that there would be innovative, optimistic environments, not constantly looking at what everybody else is doing, but only focusing on what we are doing. And I feel so privileged to be in a company that works like that. We work together. We work for the greater good. We work to come up with systems and protocols that will eventually uh, work for everybody. We're not um, embarrassed to realize that something maybe doesn't work, but we're, we're willing to give it a go. And on, on a personal note, I recently have been very much involved with my personal why, and I believe in it absolutely. And I've been saying to myself, if I really want to change people's lives, why am I not changing more lives? Why am I not getting more people? Why am I not going back to the people who have been in the business before and say, come back, we want you back. We still believe it's still working. It's even better than it was before. And that has been my driving goal 
for this month and I hope it will be my driving goal for many months as we move forward. But what is your personal goal? What is your why? Are you in it to change the lives of people? Maybe you're in another MLM. What is your why driving you to be excited to get up in the morning? So I am now going to pass over to Marie-Pierre, who is going to give us a little bit of feedback and summary on the great effect and, and, and information in Start Your Why by Simon Sinek. Over to you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Nani. So, yes, we talked yesterday that with the end of the book that we are doing today, it was a need to have a, just a summary of everything we cover in this book, The Start With Why. So, I really love that I did a, a little bit of research to have the best summary for you this morning. And I found something in three points, you have the summary of the book. I loved it. <laughs> so that's how we will cover it. So there's only three points to remember and you will uh, understand the essence of this book. So number one is the ability to inspire those around you and to achieve remarkable things starts with why. So there are two types of leader, those who decide to manipulate to get to the end result and those who start with the end result in mind and let everything else naturally fall into place. So finding the why, remember, is a process of discovery and not invention. So the why is within you. And once you find and know your why, the hardest part is to remain true to it. And then, yes, you will have the end in mind and everything else will come into place. Point number two is any organization can explain what it does. Some can explain how they do it but very few can clearly articulate the why. So the core of the start with why is the discovery of the golden circle. So remember the three parts of the golden circle, the why, the how, and the what. So there's three concentric circles. So in the middle, you have the why. So the very few people that can clearly articulate the why, they do what they do. This isn't about running a profitable company. That's the result. So why is all about your purpose? Why does your company exist? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? And why should anyone care? The second circle, the how. So how it's some people and company, yes, know how they do what they do. So whether you call them a differentiating value proposition or a unique selling proposition, hows are, uh, are given often given to explain how something is different or better. It's your process. And the third one, the bigger circle, is the what. So every single company on the planet knows what they do. Everybody knows what they do. This is a true no matter how big or small the company is or no matter what industry they belong to. Everyone can easily describe the products or service their company sells or the job function they have within the company. So when we start with why, we go from the inside out the circle. So why is the reason to buy and the, the what's merely represent the tangible product of a as a proof of that belief. So the what's are the reason we can point to rationalize why we <laughs> so much like a company 
over another. So that's how we uh, go at the the go back with the brain. So the neocortex and the limbic brain. So remember, the uh, the limbic brain is that part of your brain that is uh, only with emotion but does not have rational thinking. So the limbic brain is the why and the how, and only the what is in your neocortex that is the is responsible for our, our rational and analytical thought and language. So this allows us to look through a vast amount of facts and figures, but it does not drive the behavior that we want. So we want to be around people and organizations who are like us and share our belief. So when companies start with their why, with what they believe, they will tap into our innate drive to include those products as a symbol of our value and belief. No, yes, they will go into our limbic brain with their why. So most companies generally start with what and how because they that's what their customer ask for. Because yes, when you ask someone to, to talk about a company or talk about what the product they want, of course, they will go with their neocortex brain. So they will have the word, but not in the emotion related to this. So if they ask for a great quality product, a low price, a 24-hour service, and lots of features, but it's all scientifically sounding because it's based on data. So the part of the brain controlling the decision-making is different from the part of the brain reporting back why did that decision happen. So all the focus group and questionnaire are probably of little value because we know now that if you understand the why and we go with the limbic brain, now you can have so much uh, high uh, degree of certainty. So if you remember in that part of the book, we talk about the true degree of certainty because when you go for um, a new product or something like that, when we can only point to the tangible element of rational, so only the what, so the highest level of the confidence that we can give is, I think this is the right decision. And when we make the gut decision, the highest level of confidence we can offer is the decision feels right, even if it flies in the face of all the facts and figure. And the ability to put a why into words provide the emotional context for decision. And when you know your why, the highest level of confidence you can offer is, I know it's right. So when you know the decision is right, not only does it feel right, but you can also rationalize it and easily put it into words. So the goal of the business should not be to do business with anyone who simply wants what you have. It should be to be focused on the people who believe what you believe. And point number three, to summarize the book, is those who start with why never manipulate, they inspire. So that's the point that we start the book with, with the carrot and stick. So according to Seneca, there are two ways to attract customers, inspiring the carrot or manipulating the stick. So most of the sales tactics used by businesses today involve manipulation, like uh, price, promotion, fear, aspiration, peer pressure, and novelty. And pricing and promotion are the most commonly identified form of sales manipulation, but fear, aspiration, and peer pressure tend to be more discreet. So regardless of the type of manipulation, it is important to understand that these are short-term solutions which end up leading to a cycle of repeated manipulation. 
So continuing too far down this path will impact the long-term profitability, but there is another way which is revealed uh, in the why. So trust begins to emerge when we see that people and organizations are driven by reasons that go beyond self-serving. So aligning why, how, and what is a way to build that trust. So remember, if you are a why type of leader, you will need a how type leader to make sure that you bring the why to life. So we all have those dreamers around us that is the why type and they are the visionary with overactive <laughs> imagination, but without the how type leader that is more focused on the, um, the reality and <laughs> to know exactly the process to do it, this why will never come to life. So remember that if you are that why type of people, remember that you need to have a how type of leader with you to achieve that big uh, objective that is the why. Because yes, we remember that it all starts with an idea. Every company starts with an idea. At the beginning, idea is full by passion and that very compelling emotion that sometimes cause us to do irrational things. But for passion to thrive and survive, it also needs structure and how, and most companies fail because both how and why need each other. So remember that they have sometimes split. So if you go with your passion, your passion is high, 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 but the money will come too. But if you tend to just go with the how and the what and you forgot the why, then you will have a split and you will forget the why and the money will drop down to a little bit further. So that's how we can summarize the book. <laughs> Start with why with only three points <laughs> to uh, really understand the essence of this book. And beginning next week, we will start with Leader Eat Last. So if you are on Zoom, on Facebook, you see the, the uh, cover of the book. I will drop the link if you want to get it. I will drop it on the group Limiliana des Diamants Inspirational Group on Facebook. So you can just go on Amazon. Of course, we will give you the link for Amazon. It's the simple that everyone can get it that way and after that you can buy it wherever wherever you want but we will have the cover of the book to understand what is this book so it's why some some teams pull together and others don't so i'm really excited to start this book next week and i hope you will have a great weekend and we'll see you next week have a good day bye everyone bye, bye everyone <laughs> bye